Welcome to another episode of $100 plus mileage. The New Hampshire legislative session has drawn to a close, but there are still some bills with loose ends. We're here to give you the unbiased facts, pros and cons, and highlight opportunities for you to share your opinion in the democratic process. I'm Anna Brown, Director of Research and Analysis for Citizens Count. And I'm Mike Dunbar, Content Editor for Citizens Count. Today we're talking about a proposal to require police officers to wear body cameras in New Hampshire. Anna, did this come from that LEACT commission I heard about? and no. So let's get into the background. In 2020, Governor Sununu created the Commission on Law Enforcement Accountability, Community, and Transparency, acronym LEACT, to study and recommend changes to prevent police brutality in New Hampshire. The commission ultimately issues dozens of recommendations. One of those was to, quote, encourage all law enforcement agencies to use body and or dash cameras. This recommendation stops short of a statewide mandate on cameras, and right now there is no law that requires law enforcement officers to use body cameras in New Hampshire. Many police departments voluntarily use body and or dashboard cameras, however, from the smaller Weir police force to the larger Manchester Police Department. The state police are still working to roll out body cameras after the Executive Council approved their proposal last summer. In 2021, Governor Sununu signed a bill to create a body-worn and dashboard camera fund, Local and county law enforcement agencies can apply for a grant to cover 50% of the cost to purchase cameras, maintain software, and store footage. This fund is intended to encourage cameras, just as the LEACT Commission recommended. So now we get to the bill we're talking about today, HB 253. That bill looked to not only set up a fund to cover body camera costs, but to require all New Hampshire law enforcement agencies to equip officers with body cameras. Representatives voted to send this bill to interim study, which is really a just a polite way to kill a bill in an election year. To generalize, legislators check out over the summer, and by the time fall rolls around, they are laser-focused on elections. But representatives are following through on this bill for now. There is a committee meeting June 2nd to discuss HB 253. Okay, let's talk about the arguments in favor of a requirement for body cameras. Supporters of HB 253 and similar proposals argue that cameras build trust between officers and community members by creating a neutral record of police interactions with the public. A police officer may be less likely to use excessive force if they know their actions will be available for the public to view. A member of the public may be less likely to antagonize a police officer or file a frivolous lawsuit if they know their behavior is also being recorded. Body cameras can also be a valuable source of evidence in criminal cases. One of the first cases in New Hampshire that really highlighted the impact of body cameras was back in 2015, when body and dashboard cameras recorded police officers shooting Hagen Esty Lennon in Bath, New Hampshire. Video showed Esty Lennon pull out a knife and run towards the officers. Esty Lennon was suffering from a mental health crisis, and his family filed a lawsuit to argue the shooting was reckless, but the video provided enough evidence for the attorney general to rule that the shooting was justified. The family of Esty Lennon actually also sued to stop the public release of the body cameraage footage, arguing that, you know, this was a matter of family privacy and they wanted to protect the person's kids. But local officials argued for release of the footage because they thought it was necessary to assure the public that this was a justified shooting. A judge ruled in favor of releasing the footage, and this set a precedent for public access to recordings going forward. Since then, police body camera footage has captured several other shootings, all ruled justified and all available for public viewing. The multimedia page on the State Department of Justice website includes videos of 13 officer-involved shootings. I'll be honest, when you watch these videos, it's... I've. I have mixed feelings about it. I can see how this is brutal for families of the deceased, 
but I also see how it provides a whole lot of transparency about law enforcement conduct and trust in New Hampshire. Like you're right there with the officers seeing and hearing everything that's going down. Right. Yeah. This is not exactly related, but I feel it's worth mentioning that in many of these officer involved shootings, there is a mental health aspect, really tragic for everyone involved and introduces all sorts of questions about the state's mental health system and how to respond to people in crisis. Body cameras definitely can't fix issues that complex. So let's get into the cons. First of all, opponents of a statewide camera mandate argue that it should be up to local police departments if body cameras are a good fit for their community. Body and dashboard cameras come with significant costs that include ongoing storage and maintenance. And the state grant program only covers 50% of those costs. There's also evidence that body cameras do not necessarily reduce police misconduct. For example, a review of studies by George Mason University's Center for Evidence-Based Crime Policy found that, quote, the use of body cameras alone is unlikely to significantly improve police performance, accountability, and relationships with citizens, unquote. Ultimately, cameras are only as good as the systems that support them. We can localize this with another New Hampshire example. Crystal Wright recently sued the town of Canaan over a traffic stop. According to Wright, then-police officer Samuel Provenza grabbed her hair, dragged her out of her car, and hit her in the knee, which resulted in a torn ACL. She left the scene in an ambulance. Provenza's dashboard camera should have recorded his traffic stop, but there is no video footage. Provenza claims his camera malfunctioned, but it is possible that someone intentionally deleted the footage. Wright settled her lawsuit against Kanan for $160,000. That's a little ambiguous. Absolutely ambiguous. Basically, the way they stored and transferred footage, it's not impossible that Provenza or someone else erased the video, but there's also no definitive proof of someone erasing the video. Either way, for the purpose of this debate, I think it doesn't exactly matter if the camera malfunctioned or not, or someone deleted it. The presence of a camera clearly wasn't enough to de-escalate a situation by itself. We may never know for sure what happened that day. Okay, what happens next with this bill? The House Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee will discuss the proposal to require body cameras at their meeting on June 2nd in Concord. Any of these legislators could choose to introduce a related bill in the next legislative session. Current legislators can start requesting 2023 bills this coming September 6th. If you want to see state law require body cameras, reach out to your current legislator and share your opinion. You can find who represents you at our website, citizenscount.org slash elected officials. That brings us to closing time, our segment of fun only in New Hampshire. Anna, what do you have for us? Since we were talking about cameras today, and there's so much attention on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case... I thought it was fitting to bring up the Pamela Smart case. It was, in fact, the first trial broadcast live from start to finish on American TV. Not the OJ trial, like many people might assume, but the Pamela Smart trial right here, Derry, New Hampshire. So for those unfamiliar, Pamela Smart was convicted for the murder of her husband, which actually was carried out by a teenage boy she had a sexual relationship with. The trial was a huge media sensation. There was even a popular t-shirt that said, I dated Pamela Smart and survived. Of course, televised trials are controversial. There's concern that it influences the behavior of people in the courtroom. Maybe a witness is looking for their 15 minutes of fame, or other people want to stay out of the public eye and don't want to testify. And then headlines might influence jurors, judges might react to public pressure, and so on. Our court system is supposed to be transparent, though, and once again, Cameras are one way to hold a system accountable and really ensure that the public has faith and trust in how things are proceeding. So Pamela Smart has petitioned the Executive Council for Clemency most recently this past spring, 
but they have voted against her petitions. Wow. Yeah. I never, I didn't know that. Of course, that was like a huge trial and everything, but I didn't realize that it was, it was the first televised trial. The first. Crazy. And now the it's first. so commonplace. Whole new first in the nation for New Yeah. Hampshire. Now it's so, you know, you see that all the time. Well, yeah. And most recently with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and you see right. like, it's, Basically, everyone decides to be their own jury at that point, for better or worse. And I think that, you know, hopefully New Hampshire doesn't get another one of those cases anytime soon because it never seems to end well for anyone involved. It does make for great television, though, pretty pretty consistently. <laughs> Very historic television, for sure. And and then it keeps on breeding. Like, didn't Nicole, I think Nicole Kidman starred in a movie mm. about the Pamela Smart case. That's right. So, All right, well, that wraps it up for today's episode, but... You can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar. Lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people for the people.